You're traveling through another dimension. A dimension comprised of knowledge, opinions, and entertainment. A journey on a virtual information highway into a wondrous land whose boundaries are more distant than the outer reaches of the Twitter sphere. Your next stop, the Trend Zone. We're not the suits that talk football, we're the dudes that know football. And you just crossed over into the Trend Zone. Dave here with Casey. We are the football dudes. Are you ready, brother? Yeah, Dave, I'm ready. I'm really excited about today's show. <laughs> It's an area we call the trend. I got you, baby. I got you. (laughs) I need a little more out of you, Casey. All right. Today is October 11th, 5 o'clock in the evening. We are coming at you from Los Angeles, California. In today's episode, we'll talk about a rough weekend for roughing the passer. London calling on a permanent basis, Casey. Maybe. Notable injuries, a little survivor fantasy go back starts of the week, and all of the awesome NFL action coming up this week in the NFL. But before we get to that, let's get started for the people. Give them a tasty nug, Casey. What you got? What you hold I got on? a fat sack, bro, dude. In week five, there have been 49 games decided by eight or fewer points. 62 games have been within one score in the fourth quarter. That's the most through five weeks in NFL history. Dave, there have been 39 games this season decided by six or fewer points. That's also the most through five weeks all time. And Dave, there have been 28 games decided by three or fewer points this season. That is tied for the most through five weeks ever. Dude, and talk about games not being over, man. Teams coming back from 14-point-plus deficits. How about the Giants doing it in London? Not to mention the Los Angeles Chargers getting it done, beating Cleveland. And then the Chiefs coming back against the Raiders. Unbelievable comeback. You cannot sit back and say, hey, this thing's over, man. There's been 10 games, Casey, in which a team has come back from at least 14 points down to tie or to win or tie this season. That's the second most ever through week five of all time. Yeah, dude, that's why they play four quarters because there have been 27 games when a team has won or tied after trailing in the fourth quarter, man. Wow. You can't predict it, dude. It's crazy talk. Oh, Dave, real quick. 2017 Cleveland Browns popping corks, baby, because the Houston Texans defeated Jayville 13 to 6. That's their first win of the season. Now all 32 teams have at least one win through week five. Congratulations, Texans. <laughs> all right. You are listening to The Trend Zone, available for subscription on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, anywhere you get your podcast. Let's roll on, Casey, into the top trending stories for the week. Unfortunately, we're getting things started here with some pretty significant injuries around the league to some big time players that will be out for a while, too. Yeah, Titans first round uh, rookie receiver Traylon Burks. He's going to miss at least the next four games. He's on IR, turf toe, whatever you want to call it, against the Colts. So the earliest he'll be back is week nine. Panthers quarterback Baker Mayfield wearing a walking boot on his left foot after the game. Um, high ankle sprain. Allegedly, Panthers are staying anywhere from two to six weeks, Dave. And the brutality coming out of the Emerald City, dude. Rashad Penny, a serious ankle injury versus the Saints. Pete Carroll said uh, it's a fractured tibia. Ouch. And is going undergoing surgery and is out for the season, bro. And then safety Marcus Williams for the Ravens. Dislocated wrist in Sunday night. Expected Ouch. to miss significant time. Moving along, Casey. How about the Broncos losing two starters? Offensive tackle Garrett Bowles goes down. That's a broken leg. And cornerback Ronald Darby also gone with an ACL. So that's out for the season for both of those dudes. That's big time. Moving it along. 
Cincinnati receiver T Higgins. He had a cue next to him. Then that went away. He went out to give it a go. <laughs> well, guess what? He only got through about 10 snaps and that was that. So T Higgins, not so good on that ankle injury at this point. Yeah, dude. In a super scary moment, Sunday coming out of new England, Detroit lions, cornerback Savion Smith. We saw him on the field for quite a while. They brought the yeah. ambulance out there. We were freaking out a little bit. He was transported to the hospital, ended up going back with the team to uh, Detroit. It looks like he's going to hopefully make a full recovery there. Yeah, that was some scary business, especially when mm. his dad jumped into the ambulance there, too. Yeah. Oh. I mean, that was like, woof, it's getting nuts, man. Casey, moving along, it's uh, uh, Dolphins quarterback Teddy B. He was um, knocked out, and so he, uh, just like <laughs> just like Tua, similar hit. And then he's entered, entered into the concussion protocol. So uh, we don't know where what his status will be moving forward. Yeah, and Pittsburgh Steelers tight end, Patrick. <laughs> Equinemi. <laughs> Henry Fryermoot. He had a concussion <laughs> last week. He was out of the game. We'll see what happens. He will be in the protocol this week. And I'm um, not sure if he'll be back or not. All right, then, Casey. That's it for the injuries. So uh, let's talk a little London action here, Casey. So there's... Definitely some awesomeness happening at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium there. Uh, five of the six games played in the stadium have been decided by seven points or fewer, uh, including both of the matchups this year. Last couple of weeks, really, really good football uh, being played. Yeah, dude, and really, really good numbers. That Giants-Packers game reached an audience of 5.5 million viewers, making it the most watched London game ever on NFL Network. The previous record was set just the, the week earlier that with the uh, the Saints and the Vikings there. So I know we love getting up at 630 for an extra football game. It looks like the rest of America is liking that extra game as well, dude. And two more uh, European games coming up. Broncos Jags from London, October 30th. And then that one's only going to be on ESPN Plus, which kind of sucks, dude. But they are trying off. to. Yeah, move to this streaming platform. But then Seahawks Bucks, November 13th from Germany, Munich, Dave, home of the Scorpions. <laughs> That'll also be on NFL Network. Not to mention when NFL Europe was at its la- later stages, Casey, all of the teams ended up moving. I think five of the six teams were in Germany. They really do enjoy their NFL football in Germany. So that game in Munich is going to be a real treat for the locals down there, Casey. Speaking of going over the pond as we are, Casey. Uh, There seems to be another little hint that there may be a permanent scenario over there in London. What's going on with this, man? Yeah, dude. Well, the NFL's plan for global domination is rolling along, and they've talked for years about having a team in London. Well, now they're talking about actually having a four-team division in Europe, dude. And this thing can happen, but before Mm. we can have four more teams in the NFL, Dave, we got to have a spring league here to develop players. There's not enough quarterbacks, and there's definitely not enough offensive linemen. So if they can't get that together, they can't have four teams. So let's fix it here before we go across the pond. But, dude, that would be completely awesome to have four teams over there. I know the travel logistics might get a little crazy, but it'll go, and those stadiums will be packed. Yeah, no question about that. I think that's a long-term vision, but the NFL, you know, they think ahead. And like you said, we need more players developed on uh, on a regular basis. We'll see how the competing spring leagues do uh, this upcoming spring. Um, We'll see how that does in in early portion of 23. All right, Casey. It was, in fact, a rough week for roughing the passer penalty calls. Man, oh, man, this is getting to be a real nuisance. 
Yeah, dude, and everybody was raging about that the Grady Jarrett uh, roughing the TB12 there. I, I'm not going to throw my flag there. I can get it. It looked like he could have done the old catch and release and just flung him instead of throwing him into the ground. And when yeah. it's TB12, you know, if you don't polish him up while you're tackling him and take him to the ground, you probably are going to get that flag. They got to protect the quarterbacks. I understand that. But, dude, us, and I know it's hard for you because you hate the red, but Chiefs fan on Monday night seeing the Chris Jones mm-hmm. sack and fumble of Derek Carr. I know you like that part of it, but <laughs> get called back for a personal foul was egregious. At yeah, minimum. and that was this a turnover, was a too. Call. Right. And the one against game Tom Brady right. kind of ended the game in a way. Uh, but what this up? one is a huge turnover. Uh, and believe it or not, Casey, I was screaming at my TV as much as I dislike the Kansas City Chiefs. Personally, I was outraged by that call. Yeah. Right. I mean, it was it was a terrible call. It was a phenomenal play by Chris Jones, who is one of the most beastly dudes in the league at the interior defensive line. And just to see that kind of, you know, just monstrous play. I mean, I don't like the Raiders either. So I'm kind of sitting there in in, in the middle of that thing, you know, but I just well, did not like the call at all. Totally. And then when uh, your former charger, Denzel Perryman, through Pat Mahomes, it looked a lot like the Grady Jarrett call to me, and there was yeah. no penalty on that. So it's got to be consistent. But the main thing here, that 15 is such a huge penalty. This thing's got to go to New York where they can confirm if these actually are penalties. You saw it in your game. Jacoby Brissett launched himself, and you guys got to call Sam Williams in our game, hit Matt Stafford. He flung both personal fouls. You look at him, there wasn't enough to throw the flag. I know it's yeah. bang, bang, and it's a tough, tough job. But those are such huge penalties. We've got to have some confirmation. It's got to extend past the field because no doubt that, about it, Casey. Oh. Even in the Charger game, that that was actually the difference between a field goal and a touchdown because it, it gave them a first down at the one, and the Chargers won by just two points on a missed field goal. It literally could have cost the game yeah. to the Chargers in that situation. And again, we both agree the quarterbacks. We don't want to see the second and third string guys playing every week. We want our starters out there, but we, there has to be some common sense going on in this whole, this whole roughing the passer deal. Agreed, dude. All right. Up next, Casey, it's our survivor slash three strikes pool. And how did you do in the survivor? Who'd you have? I survived to live another week. I had those bucks over the Atlanta Falcons, so I wasn't minding that Mm -hmm. penalty at the time because it kept me alive. How'd you do? I had the Buffalo Bills over the Pittsburgh Steelers, so I easily handled my business. I was in along with almost 39% of the Yahoo uh, uh, participants here with a most popular correct pick of Buffalo over Pittsburgh. As well, Casey, the most popular incorrect pick was a surprise as Jacksonville, who had been on a pretty good roll, got beat by Houston, and wow. that knocked out nearly 16% of contestants. Wow. And the most popular pick heading into week six are those bucks over the Pittsburgh Steelers, 18%. Good luck, people. Are the Steelers the new Jets, Casey? <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that, both Steelers and Jets. All right, Casey, fantasy go back starts of the week where we go back in time and we go back and see, could we have done something better as owners, GMs, coaches, whatever you want to call it, and had a different outcome in our fantasy situation? How'd you do? Yeah, Dave, I ended up losing to the uh, the Dick Sam Pornhose oh, and I could have won. You know, I had Joe Mixon in 
And he had he gets so many carries within the five, but that offensive line is so bad for the Bengals that he couldn't get it done. Had an eight point eight with Joe Mixon. And then receiving wise, I thought it was good news that Amon Ra St. Brown was coming back. Amon Ra netted me a one point eight. Had I gone with uh Damian Pierce and Josh Reynolds, I would have clearly smoked Sam Pornho. So Dave, that's two in a row for me that I've dropped. I'm still in the playoffs if they started today, but <laughs> I'm starting to panic a little bit here. How'd you do? Uh, I took, a, took another loss, Casey, and there was nothing I could do. I did have T. Higgins out there uh, who got me a zero late, and but the guy who I would have swapped him out for, Renfro, um, only got a 2.5. I lost by 10 or 11, so it wasn't going to do it. Both my leagues, I'm one and four. Good news. I'm playing an 0-5 team in both leagues. Something's got to give. <laughs> i got to go get one of these things here. So. Oh, man. All right, Casey, more on the fantasy. It is total fantasy domination. Casey, who's the quarterback? You know who it is, Dave. It's Josh <laughs> Allen from the Bang Dangs, dude. All he did, 424 yards passing, four TDs, throwing another 42 rush yards in that demolition of the Stellars. Wow. At running back, it was Austin Eckler, owned by the Purple Sabbath in our league. He had 173 rush yards, a rush TD, and 26 receiving yards, and a receiving TD for a beautiful day for Eckler. Man, Eckler is heating up. Dave, yep. and at receiver, it was Gabe Davis catching all them touchdowns from Josh Allen from Dawn of the Donkey. 171 <laughs> receiving yards and two touchdowns. And what an insane day for Taysom Hill, Casey. The Cookie Monsters were the the uh, team to pros- profit for that. It was 22 pass yards and a pass TD. That doesn't sound like much. Oh, Mm-mm. tack on 112 rush yards and three rush TDs. Taysom Hill going nutso. Oh, from Cookie Monsters bench, though. He was smart <laughs> enough to pick him up a tight end, not smart enough to play him. Sorry. Uh, thanks Monsters. for adding that, Casey. That's very satisfying. Oh, man. So let's move it over. So maybe some free agent pickups this week to help you get along if you're streaming quarterbacks or whatever you're doing. Geno Smith, dude, he's completely crushing it out there. And if you like interceptions, this might not be your guy. But Carson Wentz is actually doing a pretty good job fantasy if you don't have a quarterback. (laughs) If you could somehow bench him before (laughs) that tragic mistake at the end, then you'd be great. At running back, Casey, Casey, it's Kenneth Walker. I was right. I was already under the from Kenneth. Kenneth Walker to the third for Seattle. Obviously, with the injury to Penny, that's going to be a, a guy to go for there in a big way. Eno Benjamin from Arizona, also somebody to look at. And Yami Brown for those uh, commandos. He had a couple touchdowns last week. And how about Alec Pierce for the Colts? Rookie, getting it done, bro. And then tight end. Look at maybe Hayden Hurst for Cincinnati or Irv Smith for Minnesota. Both teams uh, flinging it around the yard. Dave, that's enough of this fantasy crap. Take it to let's go to reality, Casey, and get things going for the game previews heading into week six. Casey, it's week six, man. Slipping away. (laughs) It is indeed. And we have uh, a handful of buys. It's the first week with buys. We've got the Lions, Raiders, Titans and Texans all on a buy this week. We'll go ahead and get it started with Thursday Night Football. It is the Washington Commanders at the Chicago Bears. The Bears are favored by a. Half a point in this one. Uh, Dave, and I was thinking about canceling my Prime membership after that garbage we had to watch last week. But it's actually Ron Rivera returning to Chicago where he won a Super Bowl ring in 85. 
doing the yes. Super Bowl shuffle with those Chicago Bears. And speaking of returns, bro, how cool was it to see Brian Robinson come out of the tunnel on Sunday, dude? This cat got shot in August. It's October, and he's out there running the football for the Commandos. Pretty good, dude. Man, is that a lucky dude? Unlucky, but lucky, right? And yeah. how about Casey? R- Rivera apologizes for throwing Wentz <laughs> under the bus after last week as naming him basically the difference <laughs> in him and the rest of the teams in the division. Uh, Bears, Casey, are last in passing with fields with just 49 completions on the season in five games. That's less I'm pretty good at the math. I'm crunching the numbers. That's less than 10 completions a game. I don't know how you win many football games, but uh, there they are. Playoff baseball it is on Thursday. <laughs> Actually, I'll be watching that gross game because I'm just that big of a sicko. But, Dave, let's go ahead and move this thing to Sunday. The San Francisco 49ers at the Atlanta Falcons. And the 49ers are five-and-a-half-point favorites in this game. And, Dave, Kyle Shanahan making his first trip back to Hotlanta since he was the OC there for that Super Bowl meltdown Atlanta Falcons team, brutes. Uh, he'll be having some nightmares. Casey, the Atlanta Falcons and the San Francisco 49ers both loving running the football this season. The difference is the 49ers are number one defensively at stopping the run. That's going to be the difference here. All right. Up next, New England Patriots at the Cleveland Browns. The Browns are favored by three and a half in this one. Interesting. Yeah, and the Patriots hoping the Browns get zapped, Dave. And I'm not talking about the 1982 Scott Bayo movie about <laughs> telekinesis, dude. I'm talking about Bailey Zappi coming in there <laughs> and absolutely working over those. Uh, who did they? Oh, the Lions, the highest scoring team in the league last week. Uh, I guess the Belichick had a uh, a game plan. He just borrowed the one from the Super Bowl against the Rams a few years ago. Man, shut down those Detroit Lions, but about this offense for the the Patriots, dude, Ramondre Stevenson had 161 rush yards last week. That's the formula handed to hit that back. Unfortunately, Damian Harris is going to be out for a few weeks, if not longer. Give it to my guy Ramondre and just run all over those guys. Yeah, and now we're looking at the Cleveland Browns here, just trying to keep it going. Um, running the ball exceptionally well, 134 yards for Chubb and two touchdowns last week. He's supported by Kareem Hunt, who also had a touchdown last week. Brissett has played pretty well. He had a costly interception uh, late in that game last weekend against the Chargers. That was really, really um, kind of a difference maker. But Cooper, Peoples-Jones, and Njoku, all uh, viable weapons for him. On the other side, both Clowney and Garrett kind of nursing back from injuries um, but this is a run first team. If you can't stop the run, they are going to run over you. Yeah. Deshaun Watson back with the squad. He can't practice yet, but he can be at the facilities and start yeah. getting integrated into that program there. All right, Dave, up next, we got the red hot New York Jets undefeated on the road. They'll be on the road at the Green Bay Packers, but those Packers are seven and a half point favorites, Dave. Uh, and this is a reunion for Robert Sala and Matt LaFleur. They're meeting as head coaches for the first time. Mm. They were groomsmen at each other's weddings, Dave. Isn't that wow. special and sweet? <laughs> oh, and nice. LaFleur's younger brother, Mike, he happens to be the Jets OC. Talk about these red-hot Jets. Yeah, how about Zach Wilson, man? He's put together a couple of nice performances coming off 210-yard uh, throwing effort last week. But the story really last week was Brees Hall, 197 yeah. yards from scrimmage. Uh, Michael Carter kind of vulturing in on those touchdowns. So he grabbed two touchdowns last week. But uh, this team has got some pieces 
and they're playing some good football. Sauce Gardner uh, was the one that put that hit on the quarterback that knocked out Teddy B. A um, lot of players on both sides of the football that are making plays for the Jets. Pretty exciting. Yeah, and these Packers, man, they are going to be feisty. Might have to fight off a little uh, jet lag there because they're not getting a bye week after this London game, but they are going to be super Damn. pissed, dude. Watched a, a huge lead against the Giants just disappear. In that last drive, Rodgers took him down there. You thought, oh, yeah, he's going to do these stupid G-men, but he didn't. Had the last two passes knocked down. So it's very frustrating for this Packers offense um, so far this year and the team in general. They're playing okay, but they're not hitting their stride, trying to get the young guns um, dialed in there. But uh, lots of frustration to go with these Packers. But uh, they won like 15 in a row at home. So something's got to give, right, Dave? Jets 2-0 <laughs> on the road, Packers uh, undefeated at home. Will the New York team sweep the pack? What? <laughs> if you would have told me that in the offseason, I would have said, Dave, what are you smoking, okay? <laughs> it was one of those nugs from the beginning portion of the show. <laughs> All right, Casey, up next, it's the Jacksonville Jaguars at the Indianapolis Colts. Colts at home, favored by a point and a half in this one. Interesting. Yeah, and what's up with these wacky AFC South teams, dude? Two weeks ago, the Jags looked like they were going to handle those Eagles, and they had all those turnovers. They come back and get beat by the lowly Texans. And then the Colts on Thursday night, just as I was declaring, this might be the one of the worst teams I've ever seen in football. They figure out how to win on the road. I don't know what's going on with these teams. It's gross. Yeah, that was an ugly win, and the Colts have somehow – seemingly somehow beaten both the Chiefs and the Broncos. Very interesting. They are dying to get Jonathan Taylor back. When will he be back? Matt Ryan looks very slow behind an offensive line that doesn't look like they can protect him. All right, up next day, we got the Minnesota Vikings at the Miami Dolphins. Vikings are two and a half point favorites on the road. Yeah, and this is a Vikings team that is uh, very good on offense, but not very good on defense, right? Kirk Cousins playing well. Consistently, two touchdown passes last week. Dalvin Cook, 121 yards from scrimmage. Justin Jefferson, 12 grabs for 154 yards. Doing a great job on that side of the football. They just need to find a way to stop some teams. But, hey, they're sitting at 4-1, and one, so right on top of that division. Feels pretty good. Yeah, dude, and I might throw a few bucks down on that game until we find out who's playing quarterback for the, right. the Finns. If it's Tua, that's pretty good. If it's Teddy Bridgewater, that's okay. And if it's Skylar Thompson, it's just bad. He was good in the preseason. I was like, oh, this is a guy that I think could do something. But he yeah. really struggled last week, man. That Jets game was close going into the fourth, and then it ended 40-17. to 17. But it's hard when it's on the job training and you got those weapons. But if you can't get the ball downfield to Tyreek and Waddle, it doesn't matter. So this is really dependent on who plays quarterback for those um, Dolphins. All righty, up next, it is the Cincinnati Bengals at the New Orleans Saints, and the Saints at home are favored by a point and a half. Casey, last time Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase cruised into Louisiana, into that Saints stadium, they kicked some butt in the national title game, 42-25 to 25 win over Clemson. That was a pretty sweet performance by those guys looking for a repeat performance this weekend. Yeah, and hopefully they can get it going, dude. Uh <laughs> Very frustrating, Zach Taylor, foregoing the tie to take the loss last yeah. week yeah, against the Ravens. Yeah, the loss, okay? Yeah. These analytic guys, man, I'm telling you, they're, uh, they're finding out that it's not an analytical world, dude. You can have all your numbers. but Go back to the gut feeling. Right, right. 
So, um, you know, the problem is uh, the offensive line for the Bengals. They really thought that they went out there and fixed this thing, but that's not been the case. Can't get the run game fully going, man. Joe Mixon's had opportunities. He had 88 scrimmage yards last week, but he left a touchdown or two on the field. So they got to figure that out. You mentioned that T. Higgins left that game with the ankle last week. That might make some more um, targets for Tyler Boyd there. Jamar Chase is not having that connection with Joey B that he had last year, maybe being back in the dome will revive that connection, man. So the Bengals, I think they're going to be in the mix, but dude, they're finding it a lot harder to get back to the Super Bowl when people are coming after you. Yeah, no question about that, Casey. And for the Saints squad, uh, coming off of, uh, you know, Winston's still questionable. Andy Dalton was the man pulling the trigger last week, but it wasn't so much about Dalton as it was handing the ball off to Kamara who had 194 scrimmage yards, you know, wow. dunk, dunk it off to him and let him carry the football. And then Taysom Hill, uh, this is way more than just a gadget performance when you have a four-touchdown day. Taysom Hill just seemed to be uh, unstoppable last week. If, if that can continue, this is going to be a fun game to watch for sure. All right, Dave, we got a little Super Bowl rematch and maybe a Super Bowl preview. What? Baltimore Ravens at the New York Giants and the Ravens are five and a half point favorites on the road. Yeah. And this Ravens team, dude, you know, sitting there at three and two uh, in, in, in a close game last week, right down to the wire. What do you do? Lamar Jackson just kind of takes the team on his back, runs a bunch of times, moves the chains. It's just when he decides you're not going to stop him, you're just not going to stop him. And then if you do force him to throw, he just seems like Mark Andrews is always open. Yeah. So, I mean, this is a dangerous team. Their defense isn't what it's been, but they put together a pretty nice performance last week. And I was impressed. I thought they were going to get shredded by by the Bengals and they they played a pretty good game. So maybe they're kind of finding it, figuring out their way on defense. Yeah, dude. And I know know what to think about these Giants, man, but they are sitting there at four and one. So you got to show them some love. And last week we mentioned they were down at halftime and came back and basically took over the game on offense and took it over on defense. You got a uh, Daniel Jones, who was really good in that game. Um, despite that gimpy ankle, man, that guy had the huevos gigantes to do a few run plays and pick up some huge first downs. But the guy that's running, Saquon Barkley, dude, had 106 scrimmage yards last week, and he's leading the NFL with 676 scrimmage yards. Um, had a Darius Slayton sighting last week. He had a few big grabs for the G-men. And, dude, you can't put enough... Brian Dable, man, he's come in and he's it changed is. the culture there. Yep. They're in the mix right now. And this is a, I can't believe I'm saying it, a very winnable game for these Giants. Wow. Okay. You said it, Casey. <laughs> Mark the tape there. Um, okay. Moving. Burn the tape, please. <laughs> moving forward. We have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, at the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, Bucks on the road are favored by eight and a half in this one. Yeah, and it's not been pretty for these Bucks, but they're sitting there at three and two despite all the injuries they've had. They've been ravished on the offensive line and at the skill position too. Brady doesn't have Gronk here. He might have him in another month and a half, but really fighting through getting Godwin healthy. Mike Evans, the suspension, he's coming back. So they this team really just needs to get healthy and they'll start doing some stuff. Um Leonard Fournette, he's not 
rushing for a lot of yards, but last week, 10 catches and 139 scrimmage yards. So he's kind of taken up some of that Gronk slack, but you got to be one of those guys that Brady trusts and this defense, they're pretty good. If you take away that uh, game against the Chiefs a couple weeks ago, they're really holding teams yeah. to not many points. Uh, linebacking core is one of the best. So um, this won't be a team that is looking past the Steelers, even though you probably can look past them. Yeah but it's going to be up there in Pittsburgh. So they're going to have to play a solid game. All right, Casey, the Steelers team sitting at one and four. And when you go back in time, to that week one, win, you could easily see this team as Oh, and five yeah. right now. Um, the uh, receiver uh, Deontay Johnson suggested this might be a rebuilding year. I think this might be a destruction year where they're still breaking it down and uh, in rebuilding. It's all about Kenny Pickett right now and getting P- Kenny Pickett some snaps, hopefully not getting uh, Kenny Pickett, uh, beat up back there. They've got some talent, but uh, this this does not look like the, a team that's going to turn it around this year. So um, we'll see how Tomlin fares uh, in the big picture of things. Yeah, it might be time to ship some of those cats out. You got a nice young core there. Maybe yeah. get rid of some of the high price veterans. We get will see what happens. Picks. Yeah, not a bad but not a bad plan. All right, Dave. In the afternoon, it's the Carolina Panthers at our Los Angeles Rams, and the Rams are nine and a half point favorites at home. Yeah, and talking about this Carolina Panthers team, a similar situation for the Panthers as uh, the Steelers, as they've already ejected uh, the head coach rule. He's on. You said that seat was hot last week, Dave. We didn't know <laughs> did it was so hot right now. If there was a hot seat segment, <laughs> segment he would be the man. Uh, it is now Steve Wilkes's gig. He was a one and done in uh, in Arizona there. Uh, some felt that he got short change there. Uh, unfortunately, they're going to be short handed when it comes to the quarterback position in all likelihood. It's going to be PJ Walker. Uh, too bad. It doesn't seem like Sam Darnold can catch a break. He's hurt. And then the guy that's replacing him is hurt and he can't even get out there and get another shot at it. So this is going to be handed to Christian McCaffrey and hope that he does some magic. It's as simple as that. Yeah, dude. And these Rams have been, uh, I would say, a complete disappointment. So to this point, Matt Stafford was able to work around all those interceptions last year. That's not been the case, dude. These guys are negative five on the turnover ratio, dude. This really? cat's got more INTs than touchdowns right now. And the only guy he throws the ball to is Higby and Cooper Cup. And it's just not enough. That's not a sustainable offense there. They rush for less than 40 yards against the Cowboys. And when you can't run the ball, you have to pass it. When you have to pass it, you got to block pass rushers. And this uh, front seven could really... Uh, do some damage for the Panthers if Matt Stafford is just back there, not the most mobile guy. But really, Dave, you know, you had Von Miller on this squad last year. You had OBJ and you had Wetworth, maybe three of their best five players. Those guys aren't there. There's a ton of holes. There's a lot of money at the top of this roster, not a lot of depth. So um, it's Struggleville right now for these Rams. So uh, you better get it right against the Panthers. If you don't, dude, that could be bad, bad news. Yeah, no doubt. And I'm, I'm, I am worried for Stafford because that offensive line is in shambles and they have not gotten anything out of the wide receiver pickup. Yeah, um, Allen Robinson. Just Hopefully MIA. they get Van Jefferson back, but he just had a setback too, so it's going to be a while. you got to go with what you got. Up next is the Arizona Cardinals at the Seattle Seahawks. Cardinals on the road favored by three and a half. Yeah, dude, and if these Cardinals ever figure out how to score some points in the first quarter or the first half, they're going to be a team to be dealt with, man. They spotted Mm -hmm. the Eagles a 14-point lead last week. And, Dave, is it a game of inches or what? 
Kyler slides on that second down. He oh. thought he had picked it up late in that yeah. game. He didn't. They had to spike it on third. And Amendola misses the field goal. If he picks up that first, they might beat those stupid Eagles. But that's the difference in these games. Just little bits of execution. And they're just they're a little off, dude. Sometimes this team looks like a dumpster fire. And then sometimes <laughs> you yeah. can't stop them, though. Um, I really like what they're doing with Marquise Brown. They're starting to work him more, not just the long balls. Getting him stuff underneath. And him and Murray are picking that up. This is going to be their last game without DeAndre Hopkins. Once he gets added back to that receiving core, Rondell Moore and Zach Ertz, this could be a team to be dealt with. So just kind of got to stay the course there and start sooner. Yeah, no doubt. See what I did there? Start sooner. (laughs) I see this a little sooner. (laughs) Double entendre. Okay, moving along to the Seahawks squad. Casey, this is the shocking part. Geno Smith leads the NFL in both passer rating at 113 plus and completion percentage at over 75 Smith's completion percentage. He's pretty good. He's slinging it. And his his completion percentage is the fourth best mark through a player through his first five games of a season with a minimum of 100 starts. So he is on a record-setting tear at this point in time. Let Geno Geno cook, baby. Let him cook. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. The guy I'm talking about is Geno Smith. Okay? So um, very, very cool for Geno Smith. I hope he can keep it going because it's exciting for this squad. Uh, having, you know, Russ uh, take off and ride out of town like that. But very disappointing situation as Penny uh, was really, really running the ball football uh, very well. Uh, Breaks his tibia there. He will be out for the season. That is immensely disappointing to me personally as an Aztecs fan and a Penny fan. But the good news is they did draft Kenneth Walker, and he's a guy that can really, really handle the load. 88 yards and a touchdown last week. They're going to need a lot out of Walker. Yeah, dude, up next, we got, oh, <laughs> it's a good one. Oh, the Buffalo Bills at the Kansas City Chiefs. The Bills, two-and-a-half-point favorites on the road. Dave, this is a rematch of one of the best postseason games yep. ever, one that got the rule changed in overtime that we've been clamoring for, so sometimes good things happen about that. But, wow, I cannot wait, bro. Super stoked. Yeah, no doubt. And this Buffalo team comes in, both teams obviously at four and one, but Buffalo having just lost that one super close game to the Dolphins a couple weeks back. But last week they took it out on the Steelers as they completely destroyed them. It was 424 yards, uh, a career high for Josh Allen last week, 134 passer rating. Um, And yeah, just unbelievable performance. How about uh, Gabe Davis, a 98 yard touchdown and then another huge one for a touchdown later, a, a total of 171. That's a career high for Gabe Davis. Um, it, uh, Stephon Diggs getting on the action over 100 yards and a touchdown for Diggs. Uh, this team was hitting on all cylinders last week, and they're going to need that and hopefully a little chip on their shoulder from that 13 seconds that they Oof. somehow let that game slip away, and that is going to be big time. But when you go to Kansas City for a game like this, it's going to be crazy. Oh, yeah. Well, hopefully they bring some uh, Buffalo wings to keep Andy Reid occupied instead of calling <laughs> those plays. But for real, dude, these Chiefs better get started quicker than they did against the Raiders on Monday night because they will get blowed out of this thing. But once they finally got going, man, Patrick Mahomes, 29 to 43, 67.4 percentage, 292 and four TDs. That gave him a 117.6. And they're adjusting to life without the cheetah. And so far, that's no problem. Instead of cheetah having, you know, 
10 of those touchdowns just getting spread out. But, dude, on Monday night, Travis Kelsey had four of those touchdowns. In my other league, I had Pat Mahomes, but my opponent had Kelsey, so I couldn't close the gap because <laughs> he just kept finding that jerk. But um, what was it, like 25 yards and four touchdowns? So impressive, Kelsey there. But they're finding other people to get the ball, MVS, Hardman. Uh, I really like what Jarek McKinnon brought to this offense last week kind of harder running than you're used to seeing out of this guy, but it's taking you back to his days in Minnesota. Once you see what he can do, I think Andy Reid will have some more stuff in line for this guy. And Chris Jones last week made the play of the game taken away by the stupid zebras there. So, um, dude, both these teams could really be sitting at five and an O and we would just be gushing all over. We're still gushing because it's going to be such an awesome game, but baby AFC supremacy on the line. Who's there to take it? It could have playoff ramifications, Casey, down the road. All right, up next, Sunday night football. It is your Dallas Cowboys going on the road for a divisional battle against the Philadelphia Eagles. Eagles at home are favored by four and a half in this one. Wow, this is going to be a good one, Casey. Oh, yeah, the undefeated Philadelphia Eagles. Dave, is that what you're talking about I'm talking about. Oh, man, dude, after week one, the sky was falling. Cowboys were trash, blow up the team, this and that. Dak is a broken thumb. What are they going to do, man? It was a rush to judgment there, Dave. Pick mm-hmm. up a quarterback, Casey. Oh, oh I saw you did that. Yeah, they got the gins, baby. Cooper Rush, dude. All the guy does is win football games. Last week was the perfect plan. Everybody's like, oh, he's only 10 to 16. Dave, that's a good thing when you only have to throw 16 times because that means you're running the damn football. And they did it last week. A nice uh, mix of Zeke and Tony Pollard. Pollard had that uh, 57-yard touchdown to the house. But Zeke does all the grimy stuff. On third and one, third and two, Zeke is your man to get it done. So Kellen Moore has actually stayed with the running game. And it's been impressive. Now, Dak might be back on this one. We don't know. I don't think he's going to, but he's going to try throwing at practice on Wednesday. And Jerry said he's got to grip it and rip it. So we'll see what happens. Don't need to rush this guy back because at 4-1, and you're playing with house money. But, Dave, it's the defense, man. This defense is lights out. Mm -hmm. Um, Michael Parsons. They did last week, man. Oh, my God, dude. They – were destroying that line and Matt Stafford, and they shored up that run game. You know, the the commandos kind of hit them for a lot on the edges last week. The Rams tried that, but it didn't work out. They shut that down, and if they can snuff out this Eagles run game, that's going to be bad things, but you got to be able to keep Jalen Hurts in the pocket. Easier said than done, but this is going to be the most ferocious pass rush this guy has seen. This is going to be the best team these guys have seen this year. And you know it's a super hate fest there in Philly, bro. I can't wait to get this one started. Got to wait for Monday night. But this is a huge game. Can these Cowboys knock these Eagles from the undefeated? Dave, tell me why the Eagles have been so damn good. Well, uh, it starts uh, obviously at the top with Jalen Hurts at the quarterback position. You got to give Nick Sirianni and the coaching staff some credit too, because it's a young group of coaches that are putting him in this position to make all these plays. But 300 yards uh, from scrimmage for Hurts last week, uh, two rush touchdowns uh, on the game. Miles Sanders is running the ball better and better each week. AJ Brown was a huge get in the off season. But last week it was Devontae Smith with 10 receptions and Dallas Goddard kept going to him over and over again. Eight grabs for 95 yards for Goddard. But really, this team is so good at the line of scrimmage in particular yeah. on both sides. Offensively, you, you, the, pack, the pocket for Jalen Hurts is all day long back there. 
And then he decides if he can't see something downfield, he just takes off running. So uh, the O-line, really, really strong. The defensive line and the whole defense, really, really solid. The secondary, excellent as well back there with Darius Slay and James Bradbury. Across the board, these guys uh, play fundamentally sound football, and that is what makes them so difficult to deal with. Jalen Hurts is not your run-of-the-mill quarterback. He's the hybrid style of quarterback that puts a lot of pressure on defenses. And right now the Eagles are really, really playing some good football. This is going to be a fun game to watch, man. Yeah. I cannot see, wait to see what Dan Quinn has dialed up for this defense and both these teams do. They're taking care of the football and that keeps you That's in key. games. Yep. All right, Dave, one game left. It's Monday night football, the Denver Broncos at our Los Angeles chargers. Chargers, five-and-a-half-point favorites at home. Talk about them Chargers. I will do that, Casey. Chargers on a two-game winning streak, uh, eking out a couple in a row there uh, on the road. And Justin Herbert uh, still nursing the the fractured cartilage in the rib cage there. So, you know, still somehow putting up some pretty strong numbers for Justin Herbert. But last week, it was all about getting the ground game going, and that featured – Austin Eckler with a season-high 199 scrimmage yards, a little through the air, but a ton on the ground, 173 on the ground, which this Charger team was averaging the lowest yards per carry in the NFL going into that weekend. So they put a pretty good number on that particularly awful stat to have. Another guy that really performed well at the running back position, Joshua Kelly, last week, yeah. a season-high 82 yards for him. He just came in this offseason a lot stronger running with conviction and ferocity. He grabbed a touchdown last week, too. Still looking for this Charger team to get Keenan Allen back. I don't think that there's any signs that he's going to be in this game at this point. But Mike Williams, 10 catches, 134 yards last week. uh, Pretty good. And defensively, this Chargers team was the worst in the league at stopping the run last year. And even though they got mowed over to some degree last weekend against a good running team in Cleveland, overall, their run defense is on the upswing. It's getting better. So all across the board, defensively, they're a, they're a more balanced football team, and uh, they are going to be hungry in this game at home in SoFi Stadium to welcome Russ and the Broncos. Does your guy Staley know that there is a punter on the Chargers? <laughs> we had a backup field goal kicker last week, too. Oh. We should have... We should have punted at midfield late in that game. We, we snuck out that W. Hey, the defense played well. Yeah, well, playing well is not what these Broncos have been doing. Like I said, that sometimes, you know, low-scoring games are great. Thursday night was not one of them. It was such an ugly game, and the Broncos actually snatched defeat out of the jaws of victory. <laughs> they had that game going late. Just run yeah. the damn football, kick that field goal, and you're probably fine. But, dude... The good news for the Chargers, they're one of two teams that Russ has never beat, just the Chargers and the Seahawks. So let's see if they can keep that going, dude. Um, obviously, Javante Williams going down is a brutal injury. Still yeah. solid there with Melvin Gordon and Mike Boone has showed some flashes there. Got a, the weapons galore there and a really solid defense. But, Dave, so far, it looks like to me Nathaniel Hackett's football instincts are completely wrong. So he's got to go Costanza on this thing. <laughs> if his gut is telling him to go for it on fourth down, that means you kick it. If his gut is telling him to kick it, that means he should go for it. This guy is just totally wrong on everything, yeah. man. And it's it's been an inauspicious start to this, you know, genre in uh, Denver. He's got to figure it out. And it's not going to be the easiest to go into SoFi and get it right against these Broncos, man. So, uh, I mean, against the Chargers. 
this is a huge divisional game, man. Yeah. Uh, everybody was talking about this division being the best in football. If the Chargers get this win, that's going to be good, man. And that'll put those Broncos at two and four. I think it's going to get together for these guys. It just hasn't been there yet. They have all the the tools there. It's just not been the right combination, man. There's no cohesion yet. So yeah. let's see yeah. what happens on Monday night. I don't know if what what the what it's been with uh, Russ being out of sync, uh, missing some stuff. The arm, he did have a platelet injection uh, over the last couple of days. So we'll see how that impacts uh, his throwing. I don't know if it's been mental, physical, what it has been uh, with with Russ, but this is going to be a pivotal football game in the AFC West. Oh, can't wait. <laughs> All right. So many ways to check out the football dudes, the trend zone, the podcast you are currently listening to, of course, available for subscription on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, anywhere you get your podcasts. Yeah. Go ahead and like us on Instagram and Facebook. Follow us on Twitter, Football Dudes LA. And make sure you tag us across all social media platforms. All right. It's also all available for you at footballdudes.com. It's all there. That is going to do it for this episode of Trend Zone. We're not the suits that talk football. We're the dudes that know football. For Casey, I'm Dave, and we are out of here.